0: This is Grow with the Bros, hosted by Ryan and Ken Parsons, founders of the Brothers that Just Do Gutters. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Gutter, Behind the Brother. We've made every mistake in the book, so you don't have to. Our time to evolve as business owners is now. Let's grow together. All right. On today's episode, we are discussing how to get off the truck with Nathan Hebert, our San Antonio franchisee is going to be our guest today. How's it going, Nathan?
1: Hey Ryan, I'm. It's going well.
0: All it's right. World. Oh man, yes. So uh, this is the uh, brothers quarantine version uh, that you're getting <laughs> yeah. today.
1: The stuck at home version.
0: Yeah, for sure. We could probably do ten podcasts a day right now. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we get started with just uh, you know getting to know you and your story a little bit? Um, you know, prior to becoming a franchisee, you know, what what, what were you up to?
1: Well, I was doing the same thing uh, business-wise for a long time. I was in the gutter business since 2006. Um, but that kind of came into play along with my roofing business. I started my roofing business in Texas here 2002. And um, a lot of my customers were asking for gutters along with it. And so finally, I just said, yes, okay, I'll do that. And uh, so I bought a gutter machine, put it in a trailer, and started doing both uh, together. Um, actually found I enjoyed the gutter business and tried to phase out my roofing portion of that from then on because I I was thinking oh, I'll never get enough work for just the gutter work but I'll keep it as my good side business. Um but I ended up being able to do that for the most part is uh, do less roofing and more gutters and as I became more well known um you know that's what I did and it was usually just me and somebody else, me and a guy or me and one of my kids or me and my wife or me and a friend, you know, we just grab somebody to go do work and uh and I was doing everything. I mean, it was, you know, I got a little frustrated in the roofing business, having employees. Um, okay. Knowing now I, I wasn't hiring well, but I would never find good guys. And so a, a roofing crew takes quite a bit of work to put together and you have to have dependable guys. Cause when you open up a roof, you've got to put it all back together. Oh yeah. You got to know they're going to show up. So to me, I could control the gutter business better because it was just me and it wasn't emergency work and it wasn't, you know, as stressful. So that's the part I liked because it was very much in control and small and manageable. But, um, you know, what I found is that I, then I had to do everything because it was just me Then I had to estimate and then I had to get materials and then I had to do the work and then I had to, you know, it was all me. And so there was a lot of times I felt maxed out and, and at my max potential working alone in that way. So it was like I was torn. Um, how to how to have a good business um, but still be in control of it um, and and I found myself hitting ceilings all the time because hmm. you have so many hours in a day so um yeah i mean that's kind of where i was at so i i enjoyed the gutter business of course i did a few other things along the way i'm kind of a entrepreneurial yeah, tell me risk i mean tell us a little
0: bit about you did something like with trucking or something <laughs> crazy well when oil
1: got real big we ended up getting in the trucking business for hauling frac sand and um we went crazy with that i mean we bought five rigs and hired drivers and um you know leased other trailers that we owned and we did it big you know we wanted to do it well and of course it was great for the three or four months that oil was really high and then it started to drop again and there we were stuck with you know three quarters of a million dollars in equipment and um just barely leasing it out for its payments, kind of thing, and it was—I I just shook my head at myself again. I'm like, why didn't I just stick with the gutter business? I mean, that's what I liked. It's what it was. It was—I'm doing okay here. I'm, and that was me kind of trying to step out and and get something that is not just myself. That was, you know, trying to get some more passive income where it's not, you know, leveraging myself. But um, I felt maybe I wasn't doing that right at that point. Um, wow. So I was, I've been looking for something for a long time and I didn't really realize that it would come through the gutter business because it kind of just was what it was. It was me and my little crew and we could do what we could do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I was always looking for a way to, to leverage myself a little better.
0: Cool. Yeah. We're definitely going to jump into that, but, uh, I'm just curious, can your wife, Kara do an entire job? Like if like run the whole job, install the gutters and everything?
1: She can help. I don't know that she could do it on her own.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That's
1: pretty much everything about it, though.
0: That would be an awesome video. I would love to see that.
1: i we'll have to great. make that a challenge for her then.
0: <laughs> yeah, the gutter challenge. I like it. Um, so, all right. So, you know, so you, you, you've been in construction. You had the roofing. Um, you, you saw an opportunity in oil. So you're obviously not afraid to take risks. I mean, that's one of the things that has been so fun for us. Um, with you is there's just nothing that scares you, um, and that's so cool. Um, but before we get ahead of ourselves, what was what was it that triggered you? Like, you know, what was happening in your business um, that triggered that a change was necessary? Because um, from the outside looking in, you know, I, I could see that you, you know, when we first met you, I could see that you were making money doing what you were doing. You guys have a beautiful home. You run a bed and breakfast. You've got four children. Looking at your Facebook, you guys go on nice vacations, you go camping. It's not that your, your lifestyle, looking outside in, it's like, you know, it looks like somebody who's got it pretty much figured out. Um, so, what was it, you know, that, you know, triggered you that you knew there was a change?
1: Well, there's a couple of things because I, I tend to look far out. And so I'm, I think about, you know, where is this going to take me? Because I'm the one doing all the work. Eventually, I'm going to get older. Um, and then secondly, in, in relation to that, I actually injured my back, um, a couple of times, but, but I was out for three weeks the first time. And for those three weeks, my truck and trailer was parked in the shop and nobody was hanging gutter and nobody, there was no income. And so that was a pretty big wake up call, even though I've always been sort of looking for ways to, to have that leverage. That was a big wake up call. Like, okay, um, if this happens again or consistently or permanently, what's going to happen to me and my business and my family. And so that was, that was when I actually really decided to, to take a look around and see what, what other ways could I do this? Um, you know, I had, and by then I had evolved into like, maybe I could use my gutter business for more leverage. Cause I had started a friend in Houston on setting him up in a gutter business and he's successful now. And I'm like, why wouldn't I just franchise then? Why wouldn't I set up systems and franchise? Obviously I know how to do this and I know how to train people. Um, And so maybe that, so I started looking into that and that's when I ran across you guys though, of course, you know, your video on YouTube, (laughs) but it was my inability to, to do all of that stuff myself. I, I ran into a, a roadblock where my business was shut down because I was shut down.
0: Okay. And then, so you were Googling like franchise to franchise your own business. Is that, and then, yeah.
1: And, and just kind of generally what people did to to uh, leverage their business and so yeah how to franchise and doing some stuff like that very very preliminary research and I was already overwhelmed like no way I I couldn't ever start this franchising process that would be crazy um, and I was totally surprised to come across a video of you and Ken uh, you had franchised a gutter business so like no way you like somebody actually just franchised a gutter business because you had seen like other franchises that maybe include gutters or something like that but I loved the gutter business, and I wanted something that was just the gutter business, and I, it was perfect. I was like, what? And I, was, yeah. I didn't even want to call you guys. I was like, it feels like I'm calling the competition here, but I'm going to call them and see what's <laughs> up. <laughs>
0: and how did that go? So you, did you just like reach out? And, and I think you talked to Ken,
1: right? No, I talked to, you had an agent at that time. for. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, I forget his name. Um, but anyway, when I called the number, uh, I was like, I don't know if I'm calling the right people, but I wanted to pick your brain about how you guys franchised and how that's working. And, uh, and he was right away like, oh, no, you're calling the right people. I, you know, even though you're a gutter contractor. Um, so we had a long conversation and that's kind of where it all started.
0: Wow. And then um, so, I mean, there's a big shift that has to go on in your brain when you're thinking, you know, uh, and I know with the with the back injury that that changes things. But from basically you get to keep all your money that you make. And then a franchise, typically you're paying a franchise percentage. So now you're going from where you used to keep 100% of what you made to now you're giving a percentage or, or paying a percentage. How were you able to um, How were you able to kind of like transition over in your mind about that part?
1: Yeah, that wasn't even the hardest part for me. Uh, some of it was the name change too, you know, because I had, we had just done a rebrand on our name and Hebert Gutters, and I was real proud of our, our branding. But yeah, that, there was a huge shift there because a lot of stuff, I had to pre-process to really even be ready for, for a, a system like this. But the, the fees and franchise stuff like that to me was kind of a no brainer because I was figuring out what it would cost me to set up my own franchising system or what it would cost me to hire enough people to put in place systems that we could expand with. Um, if I was to go to two or three or four trucks in, on my own, um, it, would, it would take a lot of work and a lot of organization and an organization is not something I do naturally. And so I knew right off the bat, I would have to have at least two great people on my team that were awesome organization people. Um, and that would be expensive. It'd be expensive to keep those on staff and, and develop systems that would be okay for us. So um, for me, it actually, what, it, was, it was finding a good match that really helped me because you guys were a really good match. Having systems in place for me was like a win-win. It was like, they have systems and they're in the gutter business that's a plug and play for me that's what i'm looking for yeah um and to me it's worth it i i'll pay somebody for those systems because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna develop them properly myself i don't i don't have that strength
0: that's cool that's great so i think it was you you found us you talked to the uh, agent and i believe it was relatively quickly you hopped on a plane and and we're having some dinner uh it was relatively quick and then we kind of you know obviously then you you know Mm. tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah I think it was only a couple of weeks by the time I finished a couple of conversations uh I was like well I I would like to meet Ken and Ryan because I want to know if this is for real or if they're shady guys or you know how are they making their money and what do they want from me and and why are they helping guys like us get started um and I knew the only way to do that was to meet you guys and and have dinner so yeah Karen and I flew up and and We were like, well, if we're going to do this, let's, let's just get on it and do it and check it out. And so, um, and it was a good excuse. We'd never been to New York city. And so we just fly up and, (laughs) um, it was fun. I, it was an adventure to start off with too. I mean, it's having people in the same industry, like you guys, um, you know, normally we haven't connected with people like that across the country. Of course, I've followed people on social media and things like that, but, um, talking business you know talking working together um that doesn't really happen a lot in this industry so yeah
0: and, and we've noticed that trying to grow our own business was like nobody wanted to tell you anything like you could be really non-competing and everyone just like really just wanted to talk about how they make miters better than you and if you're using strip miters or this like it was always it, it was never about the business you could not have conversation And there wasn't a lot, I mean, I remember reaching out to uh, a huge company at the time, like 15 years ago, I looked up the biggest gutter companies in the United States. And there was one um, that was prominent at the time. I don't think so anymore, but I called them up as a non-competing person to ask them about their systems and everything. And they really didn't have a heck of a lot to share. It was, they were actually 10 steps behind us in the way they ran their, their, um, their leads kept track of their clients. They literally had a folder, a physical folder for their clients, and they would use Excel sheets and stuff. And it was like not what I thought. And that was, I thought, was going to be like our ticket to, you know, kind of have a good top level conversation with somebody. So I, yeah. I, I get it, man. I get what you were looking for.
1: Well, I, yeah, I thought that was cool that we connected on that. And we just had a lot to talk about when we met with you and Ken. I mean, it was, we kind of hit it off. And it was like, yeah. yeah we could work with these guys (laughs) so yeah
0: and the same for us i mean it's you know it's really strange it's like franchising is is like going on one date and then getting married (laughs) it it really is it's you know it's i'm sure it's equally strange for you guys as it is for us but we only get a limited look at, at who we're you know about to to marry and be in business with for the rest of our lives potentially So, and it it was, it was mutually the same thing. And I think that's important. Uh, later on, you know, we're going to go over what qualities are we looking for in people? And it's that, it is that feeling of like, have we been friends for years? It it, it feels very easy. It feels very natural. Um, and that's, that's definitely huge. So I want to talk about the notion of getting off the truck. You know, I think that probably became very real to you, you know, when, when, when you were sidelined for three weeks, um, now, do you suggest that, I mean, tell us about you getting off the truck, uh, and what that's looked like.
1: Well, for me, getting off the truck, number one was that, so that I had somebody dependable to do the work if I couldn't, um, but how to structure that was my concern and, and I didn't know how to do that. And so getting off the truck entailed, okay, who, how do I want that position to look or, or what moves would I have to make or how many people would I have to hire to make that possible? Um, because once you start getting an independent crew, obviously, um, as everybody knows who scales their business, you have to make more money to pay those guys. And then you have to have all the stuff in place to do that, like the leads and the jobs and, the, and not that it's bad, but you have to have that plan for it because you can't take the same jobs you do by yourself and just say, OK, someone else go do those and you make the same amount of money. It doesn't work. Um, and so I, I had to think through all that stuff. And so getting off the truck for me was it, number one it was important that I was able, my whole thing is like, I want it to be able to have time and money at the same time. Cause as a self-employed person, you never have both. Yeah. You're either slammed with work and you got lots of money. And then when you're not working, you, you don't have any money. And so you're stuck at home, um, you know, and you're wishing you could do some stuff with your free time, but you can't. And so um, that was a frustration for me and I wanted to change that dynamic. Um, and I guess the other thing I wanted to do is if I was going to hire I wanted to hire uh, like with good positions. I want to pay people well. I want to have a great job for somebody. Um, I'm not about hiring at minimum wage and, and paying less than living wages and stuff like that. I don't like that. So my my one of my goals at starting this out was to provide, if I'm going to provide jobs, I want to provide great jobs. Um, awesome. And so all that coming together, getting off the truck, it, there's a lot there there's just a, there's a lot there when it, you, you don't just get off the truck, you know, but some of my priorities, that's where my mind was, is, is having time and money at the same time and providing good jobs as uh, along with that. So,
0: yeah. So if you could in like, I don't know, a couple steps, um, tell people like, if they're looking to try and get off the truck, is it marketing first, hire, right. First, is it a little bit of everything, you know, Obviously, we're not trying to give away all of our top level secrets, but at this point, you know, we just, we do really like to help people anyway. But like, I mean, kind of like you had a lot to process. You came here for training. We hit you with a fire hose. Um, There was a lot that you had to take in. So in your opinion, like what what kind of are some of the steps that helped you get off the truck quickly?
1: Where I was at being a self-employed, self-independent person, it's trusting people you have to trust people first to do your job. Um, That's the hardest thing for us as self-employed people. I, you know, whether it's an installer, whether it's a salesperson, whether it's someone doing your taxes, it doesn't matter. You want to be in control. You're used to being in control of all of that income. Um, So the biggest thing to wrap my mind around was to trust somebody to take my truck out and go do a gutter job and me be okay with that. Okay. and that's in, that's not just in that, that's in every aspect of that. As you grow, you can't do everything. And, and like I said, I was cat before doing sales, doing installs, picking up materials, I was doing all that. So who am I going to trust to do that? Um, so that was number one for me is trusting. Um, and then on that note, once you can trust somebody, then hiring, um, you know, then hiring, well, obviously hiring an installer to me was um, one of the most important things. So I've been sort of, I had been sort of looking around or in the back of my mind like, okay, who would I hire? What kind of guy would I hire? I would like somebody who has great experience. I've seen their work um, to come on, you know, I don't mind training, but um, so that I had my eyes out for somebody like that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where it started for me is is replacing myself with, with someone who's talented, but someone I can trust or I would choose to trust, I guess, is really the more accurate description. Wow.
0: That's huge. That's great. I, I love that. I think that's, that's gigantic. And it's easily overlooked, I think, as, uh, you know, it's been a long time since I've replaced myself and Ken's replaced ourselves. But you're right. Like, I keep thinking of some of the other stuff. I forget about that, that let go, that trust factor. And of course, you know, I would say most of the time, if you've ever let somebody use your truck, uh, it, it pretty much never goes well. The first one or two times you actually let someone do it, I think it's almost kind of like guaranteed they're going to back into a mailbox. It's just, it's just something happens to almost like, you know, say, don't grow your business. See, you can't, you have to keep doing it yourself. You give them one job to do the simplest job ever. And this is what happens Did anything like that happen.
1: Um, Yes. And, and I had to prepare myself ahead of time for that. I knew, you know, when you hire somebody and and they they're never going to do things like you do and something's always going to happen and if you get if you're looking for reasons not to grow you're going to find them um i guess for me my perspective is is it, failure's not an option for me because if i'm going to the gutter business was always like my baby i mean this was my thing this was always something that i could keep something i loved and if i was going to put this in the hands of even a franchise or other employees, um, then I'm going to have to go all in on it. Yeah, I can't, I can't half manage it, or half give it away, or half trust somebody because it's not going to work. I knew that, um, and so failures failures not an option for me. I uh, so those little things that happen, the dents in the trucks, and the things that you know, I just can't make those a big deal because I could just make excuses to not continue.
0: Yeah, And there's always going to be plenty of excuses that we could grab onto that you know are. Our- I would say legitimate, but, and I, and I, and I love that about you and, and, and your team that failure is not an option, you know, things, you know, obviously not everything goes perfect, you know, not the leads. Don't, sh- I remember you, 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 man, you came out the gate. Awesome. Buying trucks, extra trucks, getting salespeople. And the, it took a while for the leads to really populate, you know, to understand the territory you were going into a fairly new territory to you. Um, and breaking into that market and you know it didn't go exactly according to plan eventually it all popped and you know but it wasn't smooth sailing and i and i I, and i don't mind talking about that i mean um you did have to struggle through a lot of adversity and just press on uh and you did it it, you know as much as buying a franchise and doing this with like-minded people did you know it wasn't exactly easy either was it
1: no it definitely wasn't easy and um maybe expectations would be that if you're going to plug and play a system, it should be easy, but no, there was definitely obstacles that we went through during our startup year that um, were overwhelming sometimes. And, but again, if you have the mindset of I'm not quitting, you just find a way through it. I'm, you know, I'm a problem solver by nature. If I've committed to do something, I'm going to find a way to get through it. And we did. And we, we still met our goals through a challenging first year, um, which was amazing. And uh, you know, I'm real happy with our team that did that so it was really cool to have a vision of something that I've never done before and, and come in and walk in and, and make that happen so that was neat.
0: That's cool so um, you convert I, we talked about this a little bit earlier so converting an existing uh, gutter business to a brand new one I think the biggest thing like you, you kind of hinted at earlier is you know especially if you've used your family name you know or you've had 10 12 years of you know, you're branded as whatever it is, you know, but, you know, your family name, you just did a rebrand. You, I, I think you just wrapped your trailer yeah. a couple of weeks prior. And I, and I remember you just being like, whatever, we'll rewrap it again. You know, like, but uh, to me, I think, I think most people that are thinking about converting their gutter business. Um, and we have a lot of people reach out and they've been watching us for a few years, but I think that this could maybe be one of the biggest blocks is, but I've been this for so long. I'm known as this. What if I lose all of that? And now that's, I'm taking on the brothers at Just Do Gutters. It's not even my family name. Like, how, what would you tell, what would you say to people that are going through that, that might be considering this?
1: We had some backlash from friends and people we knew, like, why would you do this? Your, your name and your reputation, here's local. It's been for 14 years. You know, you're just throwing all that away. And um, I'm like, yeah, but what's the alternative? I can, stay where I'm at. And this is where I'm stuck. This, you know, this is the max I can do by myself, which is great for now, but what about my, my dreams are bigger than this. And so I don't have other options. Um, you know, I can't stay the way I am and expect different results. Um, and so that's where I had to kind of stand on that. We didn't have a lot of support going into it from people we knew they thought we were silly because we did run a successful small business. Um, and I was like, well, yeah, and, and my wife was also really struggling with the name change. She, that was her biggest thing is like, I can't believe that we'd have to give up our name. <clears throat> and so we had to work through that. We had to be like, well, yes, we have to give up our name. But, um, you know, we're still operating as that LLC, just doing business as the brothers that just do gutters. And people are going to accept it. We know so many people around here and we can do the transition marketing. We can do all that stuff to kind of make sure they know it's us because it is myself that I sold for so many years here. It's, it's me, it's my name. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was a lot to process that like, okay, we're giving that up. And it was a very personal thing. And, and I know contractors that do that. It's all feeling the same way. Like you had that that's yours. You may made it. Mm. Um, and it's giving up control again it's trusting it's trusting the franchise as well like okay we're branding with them so what they do reflects on us um, what they do affects us and vice versa what we do now affects a lot much larger scale than just our business so wow um, again lots to process um, but nothing that we couldn't work through if we were determined to make a change
0: Now, what was the reality of it? Like, so that was all in your head, that was all your friends and family, like all of that stuff leading up to actually, and then you actually did make the name change. In reality, what did that play out like?
1: Uh, It wasn't bad. I mean, people that we knew, contractors we knew, uh, understood, um, very accepting for the most part when you explained about scaling and hiring other people and having systems in place most of them were, were very encouraging and understanding like, Oh, that's great. And you know, that kind of thing. Um, and so I just, I assured as many people as I could either by in person or by email blast that we're still here, you know, I'm still me. I've still got eyes on this and it's not changing, but we're, we can service a larger area. We can, you know, we kind of, we put a, a great positive spin on it saying that we can handle more now, you know, we have more crews, we have, um, so the response has been great for the most part um, people people have been very accepting of it, and we still work with many of the same contractors that we've done for years. Um, don't think we've had anybody turn us away because because of a name change.
0: Wow now a lot of times people will think of a franchise and I, I don't think people really understand franchising either. They think that you know if you buy a subway franchise that or if you go to subway that that money is when you go buy that sandwich, that it's going to some big corporate place somewhere. I think a lot of people think that a franchise, whether it's a restaurant um, or whatever it is, that, that money is not being spent local. Um, how, how do you feel in, in the sense of, do you feel that you're doing more locally now than, than ever? or What do you think about that? That people think, oh, well, Hebert Gutters, that, that was a local company, but now they converted to the brothers, and now this is this big corporation that all the money goes out of, you know, San Antonio and into this big corporate pocket. Have you dealt with that at all?
1: Um, very rarely. Uh, we've had maybe two or three clients saying, oh, yeah, we don't want to work with a franchise. But then I've actually personally called those people and told them my story because I heard their feedback. And I, so I personally called them and I said, you know, I've been in business here in Uvalde for however many years, and I told them about my history and how we did this, and they're like, oh, well, that makes really good sense. Yeah, no, we'll go with you guys then. I just didn't, ha- didn't want to go with, like, a nameless national company that didn't have any local interest. So um, there's some misconceptions about franchising, and, I mean, honestly, we're spending 400% more locally than we did before because we're making that much more as a franchise company than yeah. we did before. So,
0: And I how mean. many people are you employing? I mean, because you've made a significant –
1: We have, Uh, we have nine employees now.
0: From one helper.
1: Yeah. From what used to be one helper.
0: (laughs) So I don't know. I'm not good at math. That's at least nine times uh, as many people that you've provided a job to. Right. So in, in this, in this particular sense, you know, franchising has definitely made more of an impact in the local uh, economy. You're, you're providing jobs and spending more locally than ever before.
1: You know? yeah and I could go on about the numbers, like for instance, we used to be just a small fry at our suppliers. you know we didn't get much leverage we don't do a lot of business, but now we're we're probably in the top three uh of the of buying and we have a lot of leverage um they love us you know they they bend over backwards for us, and we spend a ton of money right right here locally with them so that's just one one avenue never mind the the dealerships we buy vehicles from and the you know on and on it goes
0: that's so cool so we're we're almost like exactly 1 year in, right? Maybe a little bit more at this point? A little bit more, yeah. Um so what's different? Um you know, I'm sure you're 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 not necessarily seeing the time and money yet. Um you're probably putting a ton of time in, but what's what's noticeably different now? Is there more freedom yet? Um tell us a little bit about <clears throat> your life your life and, and the business.
1: Well, one of the things going in is we decided if we were going to make this transition to scale, we were going to scale big enough that <clears throat> we didn't really have to change our lifestyle a whole lot. That was a personal decision for us. And so we did calculations on what would it take to do business as a franchise in this model to not have to really change our lifestyle because we enjoy what we do. We, you know, when we go camping and when we whatever it is that we do as a family. Um And so we did, we punched those numbers in and we said, okay, well, we have to start with two crews. We have to do this much revenue. And, um, and that was mostly to do with uh, us not, not having to like sell our house and downsize or do something more drastic to start a, start this new business. And so, and and so we did that. We, we accomplished that. And um, we were able to go through our startup year in, in a, fairly normal fashion for us as a family and and our income Um, yes more time obviously dedicated more training more trips you know i'm I'm not next to the shop so i drive Um, so there's a lot more dedication to building this but at the same time i've hired some pretty good people and um, there's days i don't have to go and i can work from home i can take the phone calls um, on the road or i can um, do my computer work and help everybody out but not have to be present um, since I'm not hanging gutter, since I'm not doing sales, those are two things I've removed myself completely from. Um, it, it's quite different. It's a different job. In some ways, it's, it's satisfying because I had this vision and, I'm, and we're doing it. In some ways, it's not satisfying because I loved the gutter work. I love going to a customer's house, hanging the gutter, seeing the finished project and meeting them. I, I like that. And I don't get to do that anymore.
0: Well, you um, should, you should just go out for fun once in a while. Just I
1: do. I've probably two or three times <laughs> since I started, I've gone and hung a gutter job or two, but um, very rarely. And so I miss some of those aspects of it, but but the bigger picture is happening and the goals that we set are happening. And that's, what's really cool. I think that's the coolest thing for me is having a vision of this and then watching it come true. And, and that's, what's really neat.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Um, what's, what do you see your role changing like this year and maybe next year? And like, what's what's kind of like your 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 bigger vision? You know, you've got you've made it through the hardest part, which is getting to three crews. What do you have now? Four.
1: Three, three crews.
0: Getting to three crews is the number one. Um, it's the hardest. From one to two to three is is hands down the hardest part of this business or any trades business. I would I would argue is getting to there. You're there. You're living at that three. You know, what do you see happening, you know, over the next year or two?
1: Yeah, Truck 3 has been like off and on. You know, we've tried a couple of times to get that going and then it pulls back a little bit for some reason or another. But um we're we're pretty much set up for that now. And so in the next year to two years, I'm seeing us having um, at least a fourth crew running maybe by the end of the year, this year. And with that, with fourth crew, I, I believe that I can hire out a, a field manager full-time position, which which would really pull me away from the, the training aspect, the hiring aspect, for instance, um, and, and have somebody like just dedicated to, to field hiring and firing and management, which would really be a big deal for us. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the back office replacement too, you know, Kara still does all the back office stuff and and she's looking at. Replacing she's herself awesome at
0: that by the way. She is great. She, she is ridiculously good at understanding. I've, I don't think we've had a quicker student than, than Kara, as far as figuring all, all this new way to do business. And I remember she counted like all the different things that she had to keep track of. <laughs> I was like, wow, that is a lot. Um, but yeah, what, a, what an awesome job she's done.
1: So so those two things, if we hire a field manager and a back office person that can cover a lot of that stuff, um, I think we'll start to see some of that time and, and money together freedom that we've been looking for. Um, yeah you know, to to maybe take a three-week family vacation and not have to worry too much about it because business is still happening. Um, or or if something happens, you know, where I have to take off, it, nothing just gets shut down all the way like it has in the past, you know? It just, it continues to function because we developed enough good leaders in the team. Um, and the jobs that we've provided, the great jobs we provided are continuing to provide for those people um, because of the systems that have been put in place.
0: Wow. So you're one year in and you're thinking by by your second year at some time during your second full year in business. Oh no. Yeah, this will be your second full year. So you're thinking within two years or so that you're gonna transition to more of that business owner side where you can leave for two or three weeks and your business runs without you, that all your systems and people are in place.
1: That's what so I'm I, hoping for. That's the goal. Hey, I
0: think you're gonna <laughs> do it. I, I really do if if you know, you're going to hit every goal that you put in front of you because you, you just do it. As soon as it's written, as soon as it's in your mind, there's nothing that stops you. And I think that's a gigantic quality that you have. And it is the quality you need. Um, it's not letting everything that, you know, things happen to us, you know. No matter what we do or what, whatever size our business, there are things that we can't control, but we can only control how we pivot. And you're really good at, okay, that, that sucked today that this person either – quit or didn't show up. All right, let's go. Let's go fix it. And you go and you take care of that. So that's awesome. I think that's really cool that, you know, within just two years or so, just really just building a a big business that can run without you being right there, I think is really, really admirable. Um, Very cool. Well, I think I think my brother was having some technical issues today. So I'll, I'll just discuss with you. You know some of the stuff that Ken and I were gonna kind of discuss because we've, as as far as a franchise, you know, we've we've got eleven locations. Um, you you had an existing business. You were the the first one to convert their business, and then we have people that have actually worked in gutters that worked for us, and then we have people that literally never looked at gutters until they looked at the franchise. So it's all across the board as far as you know people that are doing this. Um, we do. Uh, like the idea of conversions because some of the, um, you know, all that gutter knowledge and stuff has already been kind of trained. You know, what do you think of uh, the the idea of us getting more people that want to convert their business?
1: I I think the conversions are probably, like you say, going to be the easiest in some ways and, and probably the most productive. The hardest part will be to get somebody who is, can be on board or say retrainable, um, or or open to to big changes because it, like I said at the beginning, it's a lot to wrap your mind around. When you've developed your own business, um, you have to wrap your mind around a lot of things, and if you're not teachable, uh, it can really, really get in your way. And and there can be all kinds of excuses, like, well, I don't like the way Ryan and Ken do this, and so I'm not gonna, or. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I like what Jimmy said. All he, he, I just followed the systems and if it didn't work, it's their fault. Um, <laughs> I kind of had the same mindset in some ways. I mean, obviously I had my own goals and own determinations, but I've never done a scaling like this. And so when you guys have these systems in place, I'm, because I trust you as a, as the franchise uh, owners and the systems you put in place, I'm, I'm taking the advice because I don't know anything else. And so I'm, I am following the systems. Um, and that's, I think that's the success you'll find in conversions is if you have somebody willing and teachable that can follow the systems, it's going to work. Mm. Um, the The hard part for uh, us owners who already own businesses like this is the independence and the, the pride we take in what we've developed. It's hard to, it's hard to give some of that up. So, um, but I I do think that that as a franchise, that would probably be your best market, you know, is to find conversions and people who have need of or high want of converting to um, scale business.
0: So if you could kind of fill in the blank of this sentence, you know, if you were going to speak to somebody who's in the gutter business now, that's listening to this. And if you could say something like, if you're feeling or experiencing fill in the blank, then you should definitely consider converting to a franchise.
1: Yeah. If you're feeling that you're overwhelmed or maxed to capacity, or you've reached your cap, in in your in what you can do in your business um or you feel like you're wearing too many hats um i think everybody has a desire to scale not everybody but a lot of people have a desire to scale but we end up having a lot of excuses um i can't find good employees is the biggest one i mean that's the one i hear all the time so yeah i mean if if you're feeling overwhelmed with all the hats you wear as a business owner um this would be a great opportunity to expand your business
0: Wow, that's awesome. I appreciate that. So yeah, so one of the things that, um, you know, Ken and I think about a lot are, you know, who is ideal for this and especially in the conversion. And I think what it is, is it it comes down to if people have tried to grow, they want to grow, you know, they're reaching out for more knowledge. Somebody that was kind of like in your position, not stuck. I mean, you know, we're all part of a lot of Facebook forums and we we see some of the conversations and there's definitely some people that are the know-it-alls that hop on everything and say, you're doing it wrong or you, you suck because of this reason. And, and we do see a lot of closed mindedness, but we do some see some people that ask great questions like, hey, guys, I'm trying to do this. Has anybody experienced this? So when I see somebody that's trying to learn and they're trying to grow and they're asking good questions, I love that. Yeah. Um, if somebody wants to say, well, convince me why I should give you the money and not keep it myself. We should probably not talk because it's not about convincing somebody. I think it's somebody that's already gotten to that edge and they have a vision and they love the gutter business. Um, And I think, and that's, what's so cool about our business is there there, there are like people that love it. Like they love guttering. They love being out there. They love switching jobs, like not being married to a job, like the same exact house for like six weeks or months. They love the idea to go in and out.
1: I find that too. In the gutter business, there's people, there's more people than most industries that absolutely love the business. It's outside. It's, it's quick turnaround. It's you feel like you've accomplished something every day and people love that. And, and as men, I think we love that. And typically as humans, I think that's probably a trait, but men especially like to conquer things. And, and if you can conquer a gutter job in a day, um, that's something that we can put our stamp on and be like, that's me. I've done that. And, um, you know, and I've noticed this and when you talk about teachability or people that are open, I've noticed this at, at our supply house for fifteen years. You know, you go there and there's some guys you can talk to and have great conversations with about business. And there's some that look at you like you're the devil in the competition and we can't talk. And to me, those are two different very types of different types of people because um if you can have a great conversation as a business associate with people in the same industry, I think that that's worth a lot. And those are teachable people because I'm asking people questions for years. Like, well, what do you guys do this? How do you do this? And, and you know, what do you specialize in? And I've learned a lot about my, my competition in the area um, just by talking. And so I guess that's why, you know, I said, I was afraid to reach out to you guys as the competition, but I wasn't really afraid. I just did it anyway. Yeah. Um, it created a conversation that, I mean, look, what's possible, you know?
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think one of the the hardest things for people to overcome too is maybe like, and you said this early on um, in, in, in today, um, earlier you you spoke about knowing that you would need to either charge more to pay more. Like if you're going to (laughs) scale, that you knew that you were gonna to have to either change the pricing structure, everything about your business had to change because there was more advertising, there was more trucks, there was more training, you want to attract and pay people well. Um, I feel like that's one of the biggest things that people get bogged down is they're, they're just so worried about their price per foot or they're so like, how do you charge that? Or, you know, I can't get more than this amount in my market. I could never do any more. I feel like that's one of the biggest things that um, are probably hard to wrap their head around. How did you wrap your head around um, that?
1: Um, The slogan that we have as a franchise is reinventing contractor service. That's (laughs) as sad as it is, that's a low bar in the industry. And so it's not very difficult to reinvent contractor service and the systems that you guys have in place with all the way from a call center to, to service bridge, you know, having a, having that template for everybody to look at allows us to provide a service for people that typically people can't or don't, Mm -hmm. um, in the little things in scheduling in reminders in having that phone call 30 minutes before the guys arrive in, in having the capability of, of going back and doing repairs and not forgetting about people. Um, I know in my business, I would forget to go do estimates because I'd be on the top of a ladder (laughs) and somebody would call and be like, "Uh, yeah, I'll be here Saturday afternoon. You can come in the afternoon and and we can look at this. I said, yeah, yeah, okay, cool, I'll be there. And then three weeks later, they would call again, like, hey, I thought you were gonna meet me out there. Oh yeah, shoot, I forgot you went down because I was on the ladder, you know? (laughs) And so that's contractor service, that's typical. And that's very, very industry typical here. And so reinventing that is not hard. It's little things, but they make massive differences. Yeah. And so, yeah, we might charge a little more, but guess what? We have, we offer better things. We offer better service. We have OSHA trained guys. Um, we have clean, dependable trucks that will show up when we say we show up. You know, we're not getting them towed all the time because they're breaking down. Um, so we have value that we offer people. and and they're not paying for nothing, you know, we're, we're the gutter professionals, it's what we do, it's all we do, and people like that, when you, when you, you know, a lot of people don't want to get the company that does roofing, siding, windows, and gutters, Um, they like having a company that just does gutters, and we've found that, that alone builds value, is that we are gutter professionals, and um, when that's in your name, (laughs) you know, that says a lot.
0: That's awesome. I appreciate that. And, and really, you guys have been the epitome of what anybody that converts a gutter business, we would love to be just like you. You guys have um, done an amazing job. And then your reputation. I mean, you have gotten more reviews and more people that have just su- sung your praises. I mean, it's, you, you've got hundreds of reviews. It's been incredible in just a year that you've done You've reinvented contractors so much for the people in your area that they're going to, to social media. They're going to Google. They're, re- they're literally singing your praises on, I don't know about every job, but it seems like, I don't know, 60 75% of your jobs, people are literally leaving a review. Um, and that's a testament to what you guys are doing.
1: Well, and that's part of it too. Not, not 100% of our customers are always happy, but we've gotten a number of reviews by going back and doing repairs. Um, I'm not saying we're perfect installers, but the fact that we reinvent contractor service by taking care of our customers is another big thing. Uh, A number of our five-star reviews are from people that we had to make second visits to. They didn't review us the first time we went, but they did when they called us and had an issue and we got to show up the next day or the same day. um, That's when they felt like they were in good hands. And that's a big deal. Uh, You don't claim to be perfect, but you claim to, you, you do what you can. I mean, you do what you're, you know what you promise and so we tell people that we'll take care of stuff we take care of stuff and that's a you know that's a big thing for a home any homeowner or any business
0: yeah that's awesome well this has been really fun i appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and you know the the ups and downs and your vision of where you want to go i think that's that's incredible
1: I, i think this is a great review on people looking to scale especially people in the gutter business obviously that's where i come from and um, you know, anybody that's interested can contact me, too. And we, we've had I've had quite a few guys call me up or message me on social media about what we're doing because they see our progress. So um, I know that this is a, a good fit for some people and not good for others. But I know there's lots of people that could use this system easily to, to scale what they have right now and, and be very successful with it.
0: Thanks for joining us and we hope you implement at least one or two nuggets from this episode that will give you the confidence to grow. Subscribe to our podcast to stay updated and grow with the bros.